This is the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast with my mom, Shawnee. Thanks for listening. Mwah! So apparently people like to hear you bitch and moan. I got compliments on your bitching and moaning. People enjoy hearing your bitching and moaning, honey. I'm a professional bitch and moaner. That's why. <laughs> I actually got, I got paid once to bitch and moan for a living. Yeah. That was mostly when I worked for the government. But you got paid to bitch I'm and kidding, moan. No. Ha, ha, ha. I don't know. I guess it's because I probably just say whatever what everybody's thinking. And then I don't hold back. Well, I think mm-hmm. something that's awesome is that we found out um, your job was going to send you back to the office. And then this week they opted against it. And you are still working from home. So that is a huge relief. Huge it, Well, relief. it's because they didn't read the, the fine print. So they were all excited to send everybody back to the office when the Florida stuff, but then they read the fine print and realized they could only have 50% in the office. Uh, so that's when I got the call on Saturday. It was like, you get to be part of the 50%. Yeah, well, it's a huge relief because mm-hmm. I'm just like, with the beaches opening up, I told you I went out yesterday and it kind of tripped me out to see how packed all the parking lots were with the grocery stores and the sh- shopping and it just, people are out. And yep. so I, I got a little angst about it i think it kind of was just like wtf mofos what's going on why is everybody doing this and then it's like you know well of course they're gonna do it the beaches are open it's beautiful you know i mean it's just people don't care like i mean there's the there's all the different people coming out of the woodwork now and saying you know like almost being proud like there's one lady right now that's it's a big trending thing so i'm sure this is good for the for the podcast but she's she's bragging and telling people to call her grandma killer like i don't care if you call me grandma killer i'm going out i'm getting my hair did i'm taking care of mine and then there's also people the the costco people who are really pissed at costco they're requiring masks so they want refunds and costco's responded saying we're not giving you a refund sorry for you um, well, the, the, the Michigan, the new one is like, they were like, we want to go back to work. We're like, okay, or do, go gardening or whatever. When they were like, okay, you have to wear a mask now. They're like, no, that's going to impede on our freedoms. First it's masks, and then you're going to come into our houses and, and, and take our houses from us. I mean, it's going to be like this for a month. Because everybody's going to hoot and holler about how, how they were right for a month and how, you know, we shouldn't have been locked up because nothing will show up. And then after uh, Memorial Day... Uh, we'll have that, and then you're going to start seeing symptoms start showing up because Memorial Day is when Michigan fully opens, and there's no way Whitmer's going to be able to do a fully extended. Her state's going to literally lose it. Like, and like not support-wise. She has the majority of support, but the minority, the vocal ones that are willing to literally force their way into a Capitol building with AK-47s, they're going to lose it if they have to be home past June. So she's just for... for to keep the public safety a little bit, she's going to let them go back, and then what's going to happen is the end of June, it's all going to be back this way, the next wave is going to come through, they're going to have to shut down in August, and then we're going to have to sit here and pray that a therapeutic is out by September. It's a cluster. A big, giant cluster. I wish there was some concise direction to follow. I wish I didn't feel like a worry wart just for following regular rules. I mean, you got to be on one side. I get the one side where they're saying you can't sit here and think you're going to save every life. Yeah. Like, you, that's not going to happen. The, the death toll is never going to be it was never going to be zero. Right. So if you had that belief, you think that's why we're staying home. No. All right. We're staying home because we're idiots. Well, the people we elected are idiots and they didn't get us prepped and they got rid of things ahead of time that would have predicted these things. There's actually a program called Predict that was a grant 
that got denied under the Trump administration. And its full purpose, its only purpose, was to monitor China because that was deemed the place where something like this would happen due to the heightened population, health, you know, the, the lack of health re- regulations. Like, it was the perfect storm of where, if a pandemic was going to come. But they had been removed. But they got removed. I mean, just, like, just everything from uh, predict getting, defunding, um, taking the watchdogs out of China, all this stuff, there's a long list of it. Like, we knew this was going to happen. The reason we had to do the stay-at-home is so the hospitals didn't get overloaded. Because the hospitals get overloaded, then it goes all over the place. Like, it it spirals out of control. Because then you have things like heart attacks happening, but you can't take a heart attack patient to places because it's overfilled, so they die on the way to the wherever because you've got to go, you know, three hospitals over because that's a non-COVID hospital. Like, that's what people don't think about. When you have the the full system break down, that's what happens. It it is not, no longer is it, yes, COVID has a very high death rate and it could kill people. What it is is things we had under control, heart attacks, stroke, cancer, all these things, you can't treat them normally because the hospitals are fully broken down. So things that we thought we had in check, then they get outraged and we can't keep those in check. It's like the Dutch boy in the dam. Like you then get to the point you run out of fingers to stick in holes. Yeah. And so that's the reason we had to do the stay at home. And it's the reason we'll probably have to do stay at home again thanks to these idiots. Yeah. But I mean, it's like I said, nobody's going to, I've told you before, people need to, a lot of people just need to stick the fork in the socket to learn the dangers. Like, you can't tell them. You can show them pictures. You can tell them stories about people sticking forks in sockets. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, nope, we got to do it. <laughs> I'm special. It won't happen to me. <laughs> so, and then, the, and then they're also the ones who are going to be on social media in July and be like, I just, I can't go see my grandma. I mean, I saw her over Memorial Day and then she got sick and now she's dying. But why me? I'll tell you why you, because you said you needed a haircut. This is the I Don't Care If You Listen podcast. I'm Shalini. It's my husband, Chris. We'll hear from Chathan in a little bit coming up on the podcast. We actually have a call from a physician here in Florida who is going through it. She's going through it. You could hear it in her voice. You'll be able to hear what she's going through, what she's dealing with day to day. And uh, it makes me pretty emotional, especially because I know she's a mom. And so I know she what she's... I don't know what she's going through, but just hearing it makes me feel for her. I've got some great calls. Some friends called in. I appreciate people calling in. That's awesome. There's plenty of chit-chat on the interwebs about... If you wear a mask, you're this. And if you don't wear a mask, you're that. You had President Trump at a mask factory not wearing a mask. Where the staff chose to play the song Live and Let Die. Guns N' Roses tune. It's a great Guns N' Roses tune. It is. Um, the kids, there's kids in New York, 15 kids in New York have been admitted with COVID concerns. And initially there was this whole conversation of children not being able to get the disease. Uh, that's kind of scary, obviously, for parents because with no vaccine, the last people you want to take a risk are children. So that's kind of freaky. But then you've got, you know, the, the Dollar Tree danger. 
You know, the, the that's just the normal danger. Like I, th- I think now people just are looking at it just because they're like, oh my god. But I think there were security guards getting shot in Dollar Trees because they talked back to people. So the Dollar Tree danger that I'm referencing is apparently in Michigan. A sec- I'm still tripping out over the fact there was a security guard at a Dollar Tree. So it must have been an employee because it can't be a security. No, they had a security guard. It was a security so, guard. Yeah, they hired security to start enforcing these rules, like you know, hey, only X amount of people in the stores, all this stuff. And the guy, the guy told her, you know, she couldn't, she had to be wear a mask to be in there. And she's like, I'm not going to wear a mask. And so she, he said, all right, then you can't shop here. And he told the, the cashier, don't cash her out. And so she left. 20 minutes later, came back with her husband and her brother. And they basically were like, don't disrespect my wife. And they shot him. In the head. In the head. And then there was another Dollar Tree incident where a man was ticked off that he had to wear a mask where he wiped his nose on the employee's yeah. shirt. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's there's masks. Dollar Tree danger! The masked people are dumb. They're just, they're they're all... Uh, wait, this, wait, wait, what free. do you mean the masked people are dumb? No, no, I'm, I'm saying the people are against the masks. Oh, like uh-huh. Like, they, they're like, I want the... A week ago, you were like, oh, I want to just get out and do this. Okay, now you can do that, but you have to wear... To, the compromise, because that's how societies work, is the compromise is you have to wear a mask. Oh, that's impinging on my freedoms. Oh, my God. Well, your your idiocy is impinging on my freedoms, all right? It's impinging on my life. It's so, not my freedoms, only my freedoms. It's my freedom to live. I feel like there's this splinter, and there's this divisive thing that's happening, and it's like the... Yeah, the grasshopper played all summer, and now wants the ants to feed them, and... Basically, the ants are willing to feed them, but the grasshopper is pissed that we won't give him all of our food. I kind of get that. The old, okay, so the grass, the, what it is, is the grasshopper and the ant. So the summer, the, the grasshopper plays while the ant, you know, procures uh, resources. Oh, oh, oh. And then the winter comes and the grasshopper has nothing. But the ants, the, they, they try to teach him a lesson and say, hey, had you thought about this, you would have been prepared. Right. But they, they, of course, are nice to him and they say, you can, of course, share our food because we're not... Oh, we're not D bags, but at this point we're like, okay, we get that you're stuck inside and that you weren't prepared and that you don't under, you know, you hate your own family. Like that's the reason <laughs> you want out. You know, like haircut. Come on, honey, the haircut was not helping you no matter what. So let's get past that part. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like you're talking to me. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm, ta- I'm thinking about the Karens outside of Michigan who are I like came with into this. With a, I came into this with an asymmetric haircut, so every day I just look in the mirror and I see like my lopsided head, and I'm like, or- yeah, COVID hair. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't like the coronavirus because it's because it's really upsetting me. And there's because there's like we gotta stay home in quarantine and and we can't just go out and play at the skate park or at the playground or we can't have playdates. So. We gotta find out like a solution how to make this coronavirus go away. So but what do you what do you think a solution we might don't be? Know which solution to do? You, well, we already know like we need to cough in our elbow when we need to cough or sneeze. But there's like also there's other stuff you need to do like make sure the doctors. Keep on trying to make a vaccine. Something good I want to say is that through this pandemic, I think we've seen the best of humanity where masks need to be made. Boom, people are making masks. Um, 
people need groceries delivered, boom, people are volunteering to deliver groceries. So I think there's a lot of bad that's going on, but there's also a lot of good. And we can't forget that there is a lot of good. Hi, this is Karen. I am a practicing family medicine physician in Florida. I am currently a geriatrician at this stage of my career, meaning that my patient population is 65 and older, or the best way to describe that in our current day is the highest risk population um, in our COVID-19 times. Um, I just have so many layers of frustration that I'm trying to peel through. So I understand that I took an oath to serve the community. And at this point I have dedicated more than half of my lifetime, um, and missed out on so many milestones personal as well as um, familial to be a physician and to do what I get to do. And yes, I said get to do because I still think that being a physician is a privilege. But that being said, to have to deal with the amount of idiocy that I deal with every single day is just ridiculous. And there is an emotional burden that comes with that. I don't understand how the patient population here feels like medical guidelines are something that they can be above. Um, whenever we've tried to reschedule patients from, you know, in-person office visits to either televisits or just canceling appointments, um, we get patients giving us so much pushback. I can hear them screaming on the phone to my front desk staff that they are entitled to their appointment with their primary care doctor because they have waited for two months, three months, six months. Um, for the record, I'm on call for my own patients 24 seven, by the way, which is an incredible service and yet they want more. We've had patients say that, well, they survived uh, Vietnam and Korea, so one pesky little virus isn't going to stop them from the things that they plan on doing. Um, or patients that have said that they're not at risk. Maybe their neighbors are, but they're certainly not at risk. And of course, my favorite flavor of patients recently have been those that say that the Democratic Party created this quote unquote China virus to make the president look stupid, which Personally, I think he does a fine job of doing on all on his own and doesn't need anybody's assistance for that. But <clears throat> the idea that a part of our population can truly believe with every fiber in their being that the opposing political party for their own personal gain would create a global pandemic killing thousands of people and affecting millions and truly billions of people at this point just to make number 45 look stupid as well. 
incredulous. I, I, I don't even have any words. The reason it's frustrating to me is that I still go to work every single day, round at the hospitals, round at nursing homes that have had to be, you know, uh, evacuated since I rounded there because of the number of COVID cases. And yet it's just not enough for our American public because they deserve the right to decide whether they get to wear a mask or not and whether they should get to go to eat out at a restaurant or whether they should be able to go to a bar or throw birthday parties, do whatever the well they please. Well, you know what? Maybe I should have the right to decide whether I get to treat you for your idiotic choices or not. And the only reason I say that is because it is healthcare workers that are bearing the burden of this pandemic. It is healthcare workers that are disproportionately affected by this pandemic. And it's not just them, it's their families. If you look at the pediatric cases, a big number of them are the children of first responders, nurses, doctors, therapists. All of these people who don't complain and go to their jobs but then they pay the ultimate price by losing their child. Are you kidding me? I just can't. I just can't. And mind you, like, call us a hero right now, but somehow, I guarantee it, we are still going to emerge the enemy. The doctors and the nurses are going to emerge as the enemy at the end of all of this. Because it's actually number 45 who, quote-unquote, did the research and you know, told us what therapies we should be using, when in fact he just touts whatever he pleases, whether there's medical evidence to back that up or not. And then that leads to shortages of medication that is absolutely paramount for the management and maintenance of rheumatological disorders in a truly vulnerable percentage of the population. Okay, my voice is getting higher. Take a deep breath and calm down. Uh, I'm going to take a second and also just say that there are things about this that I am grateful for and I just try to focus on those aspects. I try to focus on the fact that I get to cook every day with my five-year-old that because we can't really go anywhere we spend less time commuting and more time cuddling and snuggling with each other. Um, I've gotten to see a lot of firsts firsthand. Um, my one-year-old is walking. Actually, she's dancing and kind of twerking at times, too. So getting to view that um, as often as I do, that is a wonderful blessing and a much-desired side effect of this pandemic. Um, but at the same time, you know, what I do struggle with is just staying strong through all of this um, you know, I have a five-year-old who is potty trained and was dry at night for like well over a year. And then I realized that the anxiety of everything that she's dealing with was just building up because she'd been wetting the bed nightly for a couple weeks. So we basically don't have any COVID talk inside the house. Or at least while the children are awake. Anyway, right now, trying just not to resign myself to fear and uncertainty because 
I don't know. The government says one thing one day, another thing the next day. And it doesn't matter what any authority or organization says, people are doing whatever the hell they want. And I just have to treat them no matter what. You don't know how much you mean to me. friends sent some recommendations for how she thinks we can beat the coronavirus. Do you have any solutions for coronavirus or? Uh, I think I have a solution. What is it? Um, so like in this, we should probably stay home and probably wash our hands with soap because that's a good solution. It's one good solution, yeah. That can definitely help. What else do you think we should do? Keep other people away from us like one time mom went to a store and someone said they had the matching gloves and then she said hey stay away from me yeah they walked right up to me to compare our gloves it's pretty weird mm -hmm. yeah pretty weird you know the beach is open this weekend so now the beaches here near us are all open yeah that's not cool people are excited about it people think that there's going to be plenty of distancing and there's lots of space and it gives them a chance to get out, but what what do you feel about it all? Um, well, I feel like we should close everything down because coronavirus is one of the most dangerous viruses in the world. Yeah. I'm pretty excited, though, that your daddy gets to work from home. That's pretty exciting, huh? Mm-hmm. We were worried about that, weren't we? Yeah, we were worried. Now, he is, like, he works from home now. Yeah, that's nice. So what are some other solutions that we can have for dealing with coronavirus, you think? Well, there's a solution like blowing our noses with tissue instead of wiping them on our arm. Oh, yeah, that's gross. You, gross. Should, you should do that all the time. You should never wipe on your arm. That makes me vomit. <laughs> gross. Um, how are you dealing? Are you okay with being home so much? Kind of. What's up with it? What do you feel? Do you like, miss people? Yeah, I miss Sophia and Sammy. I miss all my friends from school. You miss going places? Yeah, I miss going places. Where's the first place you want to go when we can go somewhere? Well, I love hanging out with you. It's kind of nice to hang out with you. Are you sick of me yet? No, I'm not sick of you. All right. Why would I be sick of you? I don't know. Sometimes it can Ooh. be a lot to be around your mom all the time. And she's your teacher, and she's your superintendent, and she's your boss, and I kind of tell you what to do all the time, don't I? Yeah, she acts like the principal at the school. Yeah, pretty much. She acts like a principal who thinks she's the best. Uh, as far as you're concerned, baby, I am the judge and jury of everything <laughs> happening around here, aren't I? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm tired of people not knowing the difference between a stay-at-home order and a quarantine. Very similar things, 
but totally different at the same time. But it's really difficult to hold an intelligent conversation with a person about a stay-at-home order when they think they're quarantining. It just drives me crazy. Places except letting your parents go there. So, so that's some stuff to keep you safe. I don't care if you was. I don't care if you was. I don't care if you was. Tell me the one about the virus again. Then I'll go to bed. But my boy, you're growing weary. Sleepy thoughts about your head. Please, that one's my favorite. I promise, just once more. Okay. Snuggle down, my boy, though I know you know full well. The story starts before then, in a world I once would dwell. It was a world of waste and wonder, of poverty and plenty, back before we understood why hindsight's twenty-twenty. You see, the people came up with companies to trade across all lands, but they swelled and got much bigger than we ever could have planned. We'd always had our wants, but now it got so quick, you could have anything you dreamed of in a day, and with a click. We noticed families had stopped talking. That's not to say they never spoke, but the meaning must have melted, and the work-life balance broke, and the children's eyes grew squarer, and every toddler had a phone. They filtered out the imperfections, but amidst the noise, they felt alone. And every day the skies grew thicker, Till you couldn't see the stars, so we flew in planes to find them. While down below, we filled our cars. We'd drive around all day in circles. We'd forgotten how to run. We swapped the grass for tarmac, shrunk the parks till there were none. We filled the sea with plastic because our waste was never capped. Until each day when you went fishing, you'd pull them out, already wrapped. And while we drank. And smoked and gambled. Our leaders taught us why. It's best to not upset the lobbies. More convenient to die. But then, in 2020, a new virus came our way. The governments reacted and told us all to hide away. But while we all were hidden, amidst the fear, and all the while, the people dusted off their instincts. They remembered how to smile. They started clapping to say thank you, and calling up their mums. And while the car keys gathered dust, they would look forward to their runs. And with the skies less full of voyagers, the earth began to breathe, and the beaches bore new wildlife that scuttled off into the seas. Some people started dancing, some were singing, some were baking. We'd grown so used to bad news, but some good news was in the making. And so when we found the cure. 
and were allowed to go outside. We all preferred the world we found to the one we'd left behind. Old habits became extinct and they made way for the new. And every simple act of kindness was now given its due. But why did it take a virus to bring the people back together? Well, sometimes you've got to get sick, my boy, before you start feeling better. Now lie down and dream of tomorrow and all the things that we can do. And who knows, if you dream hard enough, maybe some of them will come true. We now call it the Great Realisation. And yes, since then there have been many. But that's the story of how it started and why hindsight's 2020. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen. I don't care if you listen.